there's an article over at uh, alt-market.us by Brandon Smith. We are republishing it with permission, of course. Over at AmericaFirstReport.com, if you'd like to read along with me, I'm going to be reading segments from this. It's an important article that needs to be, well, needs to be, be shared. We are at a point when I have to repeat over and over again what I've been saying for a long time, but I think now more than ever, it needs to be understood by the people. The problems that we face, the vast majority of the m- massive problems that we're facing as a nation and as a people are problems that are created by the very people that the vast majority of Americans believe are supposed to be solving the problems. It's the Hegelian dialectic on steroids. And the Federal Reserve is right there at the top as far as the globalist elites, the the, uh, the deep state annihilators of Western society. And they are in the process of attempting to annihilate us. And, you know, this is odd for some people here because they're like, oh, the Federal Reserve, they just, they're subservient. They, they don't have anything to do with, you know, they just, they're just moderators. They're just uh, middle managers. No, that's not true. They are so super powerful and have been, well, for a little bit over 100 years now. So let's take a look at this, this creation of the Rothschilds and Rockefellers way back when and see where they stand today. The title of the article, it's a fact that needs repeating. The Federal Reserve is a suicide bomber. And then I'll read some from this article by Brandon Smith, great writer. For many years now, I've been examining the policies and behaviors of the Federal Reserve because they are, in fact, the most powerful institution in the U.S. with far more influence over the fate of America than any single president or branch of government. They have the power to end the economic life of our country in a matter of moments. They hold their finger on the button of multiple financial nuclear bombs, and to this day there are people that still pretend as if they are a mere moderating presence subservient to the White House or Congress. This is a fallacy proven by history and the admission from central bankers' own mouths. The Fed answers to no one in our government. They answer to a different set of masters, and the blame for the consequences of their policies falls to them and their cohorts. Last year, I published an article titled The Fed's Catch-22 Taper is a Weapon, Not a Policy Error. I Actually, I remember that article. That was a great article. In the article, I predicted that the Fed would embark on a hiking spree on interest rates in response to inflationary stagflationary events. I noted that we are now at the stage, again, where price inflation tied to money printing, is clashing with the stock market's complete reliance on stimulus to stay afloat. There are some that continue to claim the Fed will never sacrifice the markets by tapering. I say the Fed does not actually care. It is only waiting for the right time to pull the plug on the U.S. economy. At the time, I received a lot of resistance to the idea. The usual argument was the Fed will never raise rates and put stock markets at risk. Why would they destroy the golden goose? (laughs) I've received comments like that as well. Back to the article. Uh, This position showcases a common misconception about the central bank and its purpose. You see, a lot of people think the Fed exists to keep the U.S. economy afloat and specifically to keep stock markets afloat. This is incorrect. Every single policy of the Fed since its inception has been a long train of abuses designed to slowly and scientifically whittle down the U.S. economy and bring it to the point of extinction. The most common argument, or the next most common argument, is 
Wouldn't the Fed sabotaging the economy eventually destroy them as well? Well, the answer is yes, and they don't care. If you can read my previous work on this issue, then you know that the Fed is inexorably uh, tied to the Bank of International Settlements, and that they call the shots in terms of coordinating global banking initiatives. The BIS is a globalist institution, not an American one, and its agenda is ideologically globalist in nature. The Fed is a servant of globalism. And if the U.S. economy, or our currencies, need to be brought down through a controlled demolition in order to make the globalist dream of a one-world socialist, socialist utopia come true, that is exactly what the Fed will do. I was able to predict that the Fed would continue onward with its interest rate hikes and hawkish position only because I acknowledge what the Fed really is, a suicide bomber. And they have decided the time is ripe to hike interest rates onto economic weakness, just like they did at the onset of the Great Depression. At the beginning of the Depression, the Fed increased interest rates after years of artificial, artificially stimulating markets with low-cost debt. This prolonged the deflationary crash for many years after. It was not until decades later, when former Fed Chair Ben Bernanke gave a speech celebrating economist Milton Friedman's 90th birthday that a central bank officially finally admitted that the organization was culpable for the Depression debacle. In short, and this is a quote from Ben Bernanke, in short, according to Friedman and, and Schwartz, because of institutional changes and misguided doctrines, the banking panics of the Great Contraction were much more severe and widespread than would have normally occurred during a downturn. Let me in my talk be abusingly uh, by abusing. <laughs> let me end my talk. Sorry, by abusing slightly my status as an official representative of the Federal Reserve. I would like to say to Milton and Anna regarding the Great Depression, you're right. We did it. We're very sorry. But thanks to you, we won't do it again. That was back in 2002, and here we are. They're doing it again, but far worse. I'll continue with the article here in a moment. And again, you can always read along at AmericaFirstReport.com. But I want to briefly just do a side note here regarding the Fed and its role in the economic collapse, the societal collapse, the, the Great Reset, everything that they have planned for us, and they being the globalist elites, as, as uh, Brandon Smith rightly uh, notes, the Fed is an agent an agency of the globalist elites. They're not here to protect or serve America. They're not here to protect or serve your money or our interests or anything like that. That's a falsehood that has been built up over the decades, over more than a century, with the, the notion that the Fed are somehow the good guys or at least a neutral party designed to keep things afloat. That's not their purpose. Their purpose was to moderate and to manage up to the point where they could be unleashed. And that's the biggest risk we have right now. You know, as much as I, as much as I am so concerned about you know, the various uh, components of this perfect storm that is arrayed against us, whether it is you know, the food crisis, energy crisis, border crisis, so many crises out there all coming together at once. Arguably the biggest one because it would have the most cataclysmic 
uh, effects across all of society, the biggest one would be the um, controlled demolition, a rapid controlled demolition of the U.S. economy for the sake of ushering in, forcing the hand of the um, of not just our government but the world to embrace central bank digital currencies that would then be under the control of the globalist elites. Would not be under the control of our own government. It would not be under control of private corporations per se. This would be a separate entity. The bankers would essentially rule the world. They would have complete control over governments, complete control over corporations, complete control over the people as a result. Now, this sounds very ominous. And you might think to yourself, well, if it's that bad, what can we do? And unfortunately, you know, there's a lot that we can do to fight corruption. There's a lot that we can do to fight conspiracies. There's a lot that we can do to, to protect ourselves, protect our communities, and protect our nation. But when it comes to something like this, unfortunately, our best bet is to protect ourselves and our family first and foremost. Now, that's not in my nature to state that. You know, I am an individualist, and I am a conservative, but I also am a patriot, and I do want to see things go well for not just uh, me and my family, but for every American, every American citizen. I, I don't want to see a single homeless person. I don't want to see a single person, a single American citizen uh, struggling, let alone you know, but completely beholden to government just for their survival. I just don't know if it's possible for us to be able to stop it. Now, the most important thing you could do is to ask the only, the only one who actually could stop it, which is God. We need to pray for our nation. So very important. You know, I get anytime I mention you, we got to pray for America. We got to pray for America. I do get the uh, the responses. Some people are like, "Yes, thank you for saying that." But a lot of people are like, "Well, what about you know me? Who I don't? I have this you know other God, or I don't believe in God, or I, I'm a different religion. You know, you're excluding us, folks. Look, religion." If, if you're listening to to a, uh, I don't know, Anthony Fauci talking about his whatever, his religion of science, okay, nobody sits there and says, well, you know, according to to my Hindu faith, you know, you're, that's, that doesn't happen because they understand that his worldview is based around, well, his real worldview is based around narcissism and power, but his secondary worldview is based around medical science. So that's how he's going to frame everything. My worldview is based around Judeo-Christian values and a biblical understanding of creation, a biblical understanding of how the world works. So you can understand and appreciate that, or you don't have to. But I'm not going to change how I present the world to my audience based around my personal worldview. <laughs> so with that said, I still recommend pray, pray, pray for America. Pray that we're able to make it through this. Pray that we're able to overcome the evil that is surrounding us. And a lot of that evil is coming from the Fed. They can, through the use, through the, the forced initiation of central bank digital currencies, they can crash us. They can have complete control over a partially demolished nation and possibly even a fully demolished nation. But those who remain, the remnant, they will be under the control of those who are pulling the strings. And that will be whoever, not just the people in the Fed, because the Fed may at that point be essentially dissolved. 
It will be people in government and outside of government. It will be people in corporations, and all of them will be beholden to the the bankers, the juggernauts. You know, and I'm not one of those guys that just tries to lump everybody together. When I say the bankers, what I'm really talking about, I'm talking about the the powers and principalities, the the globalist elites that are at the same level or even potentially above people like Klaus Schwab, George Soros, Barack Obama, Bill Gates, and of course the people of the Fed. Now, are they pawns? Probably. Could they be middle managers? Yes. Could they even be amongst the globalist elites themselves? Yes, that's possible. We don't know. I don't. I don't have a, uh, a depth chart or a uh, uh, an org chart for for the globalist elites. I can only go based upon what I perceive, what I see, what I read, what I hear, and make uh, assumptions or best guesses based upon that. If I were to use that assumption, use those best guesses, I would say that the globalist elites consider the Fed to be essentially a tool, and the people within the Fed are essentially higher-level middle managers. We'll call them, you know, call them um, like executive directors. They're not quite VPs or presidents, you know, if we were looking at this as an org chart, but they are up there pretty high, and they do have immense power over what happens. I would argue that the 87,000 IRS agents that they're planning on on hiring, it's not so they can, you know, well, it's not completely because for the sake of being able to audit middle-class conservatives. It's not just about trying to, to audit and destroy small and mid-sized businesses. The real goal, the real reason that they need this, essentially this army of IRS agents is so when they do are ready to roll out the central bank digital currency sometime after December 12, uh, 13th of this year, when they start to roll them out, it will be a massive undertaking and they will need people who can do this, who can go physically and we're digitally or both to businesses and to get them oriented, to get them situated, to make it to where they will be able to appropriately accept this, this new form of currency. They need it to be like a blitzkrieg. They need this to be quick and as as uh, as properly organized as possible. That's where the army of this 87,000 additional IRS agents comes in. Okay, I'm, that's a, I'm not basing that on, on facts. I'm basing that on my assumptions. But folks, I'm probably right. Okay, yes, they are going to come after middle class conservatives. They've been doing that since, since before the Obama days. Yes, they're going to come after small businesses and mid-sized businesses. They really do like the corporations a lot. But it really does come down to them going after and forcing upon us the central bank digital currencies. And this is why Brandon's article about the Fed is so important. I'm not going to have time to read any more of it. So you're just going to have to read it yourself over at AmericaFirstReport.com. Lord willing, I will be back very soon with another episode. But in the meantime, y'all stay strong, stay safe, and God bless. I think it's surprising to many people when they hear that a good chunk of the precious metals companies out there, even ones that are recommended by fellow conservatives, fellow patriots, that these companies are actually donating, their executives or even the companies themselves are donating to the Democrat Party. They're participating or actively engaged in working with uh, companies affiliated with the Chinese Communist Party. This shocks people, but let's face it, this is, that's, capitalism that's how money works and and who's going to to benefit 
you know, make the economy tank, make the dollar tank and benefit gold and silver better than Democrats or the Chinese Communist Party. So I guess it makes sense to them. For me and for my audience, we recommend an America First company, and actually two of them. You can go to jdrucker.com slash gold, jdrucker.com slash gold, and you'll find the two companies that I recommend. Pick one of them or both, and you will be very satisfied that you did. <laughs> 